Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with writer and podcaster Crystal Clark. She went through some tough times early on, and when her coping mechanism stopped, she felt her faith waver because that was the only thing she felt that was there for her. So she hit rock bottom and has had to work herself back to a place of function. She found where her peace lies in writing and vocalization as she examines her feelings and sources. She's had quite a journey. Enjoy this interview. All right, Crystal, it's great to meet you. Thank you for taking a minute out today. Yeah, thank you. You bet. So I want to begin our conversation with what we've lived through for the last three and a half years or so going through a global pandemic. How did you make it through that time and how did it change you? Well, so here's what's interesting. (laughs) I'm an introvert um, and I believe my husband, I know my husband is, and so are all three of my kids. So we loved it. Okay, we love being around each other and all of that. We didn't get any of the um, any any of the negativity about it. Um, they were great with as far as how they reacted with their um, uh, school and things like that. But for me, especially with me, this was a perfect chance for me to really launch my business. So um, from a mental and emotional and physical aspect, I was all good, but it really pumped up and lit a fire in me to say, hey, you know, you could really go with your, you know, like your your uh, consulting business can really take off here. This is like the perfect time to do that because it's, you know, people were going remote with it um, and all of those things. So you can really launch you know, your business. And so at that time, my business is, is well, it still is. Uh, it's an IT consulting firm that I have with my husband, and it's called Intervation Consulting and Contracting, which is not the, the Moving With Meaning LLC. That came afterwards. <laughs> so, um, so I was able to really build a brand for myself um, in the IT community. Um, so then as a, I was coming out of COVID, that's when I kind of realized, okay, why am I still doing IT when I know this is not what I want to do, right? Yeah. Um, this is this is not what I had a passion for. This is just something that I was good at and I was just doing to, you know, make a living. So um, I ended up with uh, my husband ended up, I was talking about this with my husband because I was like, I don't know why I'm so dissatisfied with my life. It's great. People would love this life. (laughs) And uh, he was like, well, why don't you finish writing that book of yours? And I'm like, yeah, you think, you know, and this is a book I started 20 years ago. So what ended up happening was I wrote the book and then um, I was thinking about trying to market it. And what happened is um, I was going to start this blog, and then a friend contacted me and said, let's do a podcast. Um, So we ended up doing one season and not doing it again because we were moving in. We had different directions that we wanted that that particular – What? I'm sorry, we went in different directions because we had different different – points of view that we were, different messages that we wanted to send. I was focusing more on mental health. Uh, she was focusing more on, on like, health and, and spirituality and all that kind of good stuff. 
which I was, but it was still mental health driven. So when I went off on my own, I asked my daughter, I said, okay, I'm going to go off on my own. I'm going to do this podcast. I'm going to try to do a publishing company, um, YouTube, and, and life coaching. But I need a name. And my daughter looked at me in that moment, and she said, moving with meaning, Mom. And I looked at her, and I said, you don't think somebody already has that? She's like, I mean, I'm on Twitter. I'm on all the social media sites. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> and she said, but that's all you do. She said, that's how you, when you talk to me and explain everything to me, it has meaning. Every time you direct me in life and tell me to do something, you always explain that there is purpose behind that. So what ended up happening is that I really fell into what COVID really did to me is it really uh, awakened a passion inside me and it gave me courage, which I guess maybe some people may have not gotten. But for me, it 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 made me blossom into uh, into some someone that I wanted wanted to be all my life, and there was no reason to hold back anymore. So that's what that's what kind of that's how COVID helped me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. So let's say I put you in front of a bunch of third graders at Career Day. And one of the kids curiously looks up and asks you, what do you do for a living? How do you answer that child? I would probably, you know what, to be honest with you, I would probably answer them. And this is the hard, that's a hard question because you, you want to answer them honestly and authentically. Right. Um, but you also, it, it's, it's context. Right. So I would answer them with, well, Hey, what do I do for a living? I am in, in IT industry uh, expertise, right? I work in, in the IT industry. However, when I found that I had lost passion for that and have grown beyond, right, the purview of what I saw myself being in IT, I saw myself becoming someone who was very influential and passionate about building life skills and emotional resilience in others where I can help them be who they are in all of those industries that they are passionate about. And that's where I became a life coach and an author. And I sought fulfillment in helping others seek fulfillment in their passion. So that's how I would probably set it up that way. So who's been kind of a hero for you in your life? Hmm. Um, so this is, gosh, this is a loaded question. Like, it sounds like it would be so easy, right? Um, (laughs) but, um, and I speak a lot about this on my podcast, right? Because my parents were raised in a generation, uh, so they went through, obviously, segregation, right? And, um, there, there was a lot of hardships with them. Um, so, they were raised really without a a lot of emotional maturity or emotional intelligence. And through that, they wanted to raise me to be able to withhold life like they knew because they'd been through life, right? They're raising a daughter who is going to go through, if not the same struggles as they were, a lot more because not only is I'm a woman, I'm a black woman, and to 
you know, my grandmother was a maid. I'm not built to be a maid, (laughs) you know, and my parents are like, no, that's not going to happen with you because you're so much more than that. And you're going to touch more people, and I'm going to do that. But in the, in spite of them drilling that into me, they left out the emotional expression. So I became very introverted, and I became very withdrawn from emotional touch. I became very withdrawn with expressing my feelings. I just stuffed them all in and just kept kept going, just kept moving, kept moving. And um, that isn't to say that they – they didn't, they are my heroes because they put aside, they were able to recognize in me that I was going to be something, a force to reckon, be reckoned with, if you will. And they put into me what they thought I needed from them as, as parents raising someone great. And in the midst of that, the rest I would have to learn on my own, right? Because there's only so much that you can teach someone without them having to go through it without with themselves, right? So I had to become the person that they wanted me to be as far as 18. This is where we've prepared you for. And so they gave me all of these phenomenal morals. My dad, a great work ethic, hard worker, first, first, first person to be at work, last person to leave. Um, my, my mother gave me, a huge amount of tenacity, right? How to stand up in the face of someone bullying you. How to, how to stand in front of resistance. How to push back on that and stay your path and not question who you are and stay, stay the path. So all of those things, those two people are my greatest, greatest heroes, right? I have, I have a lot of stories about some things that I wish they had done differently, but those things, if I was to call out, I couldn't be who I am and where I am without them, for sure. So who would be a dream person, anybody alive on the planet right now that you could have as a guest on your show? Who would you love to interview and be around? Well, you know, unfortunately, they're, you know, they have passed on, but I would have loved to have Maya Angelou on, on, uh, on my podcast. But, I will, you know, I'll go to the next best, which to me is Michelle Obama. My, so my, my daughter loves her. Like, uh, she reads her books by herself, but when I listen to her speak, she speaks very unapologetically and very candid. Um, and to me, it's, that's who I, that's how I am. And I wanted to listen, I would love to ask her the same things that you asked. Right? Uh, who was your hero? How, what made you go into the field that you went into? Um, how, how was it raising kids when you have a husband? Cause I'm in the same situation where, you know, your husband's out doing things for great people, but you're, you're the one holding the house down and you feel alone. How did you deal with that? What was the emotional capacity and strain and how did you, you know, navigate through all that? Um, because I, I really see myself like in the, like as she describes all everything, I'm just like, Jesus, this is me. <laughs> this is, this is everything. And I just would love to hear, um, just some great feedback, right? I, 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 I not only coach, but I also need to be coached. So I would love that. So every day you wake up, you have a motivation that gets you out of bed, that gets you moving. 
that gets you want to accomplish what you want to get done and to be you ultimately. What is that for you? What is the motivator? My motivator is we are always one decision away from losing ourselves or saving our souls. Always. So I thank God every day for patience and positivity because there's power in the pause and positivity will come out of that once you let go uh, or once you at least experience and let yourself feel the hurt, let yourself feel the anger and the pain because after that, all that's left is you and that is enough. So that's my, that's my, uh, my motivator. So let me ask, what is consider one of your greatest success stories professionally? Um, one of my greatest success stories. So I was on, okay, so I was on, <laughs> I was on a job uh, in the IT industry and I was, get, I, I was, the way IT works is you kind of just, you go out there and you interview for a job and you you know, you interview for these jobs over and over again, then you get placed on a project, and then when the project ends, you have to interview again. So I was on this particular project and got interviewed for it, and I'm not going to lie to you, they undersold undersold it. So so when I walked in, I didn't realize that I was leading nearly 100 people. I did not realize that only four of those 100 people were going to be on site with me. The rest would be like, you know, all, like in a different country, which meant that I had to work almost 12-hour days. I had to do, I mean, this was the largest project I ever had to, to do. And at this time, I had not, I was still introverted. I had not fully came into a, a leadership mentality, okay? And so I went into this challenge thinking, I don't, I don't, like, I, I, I remember uh, the boss looking at me and he said, he t- told me to pause for a second, he said, are you okay? And I go, yeah, I'm good, because I guess I can't, my feelings are showing on my face. And he said, are you sure? Because you, you, you look distraught. <laughs> and he said, I said, well, okay, I am. And he said, why? I said, well, because if I'm going to admit to you, I don't feel like I'm the right person to do this job. I, I think you need to go find somebody else. And I feel like I'm struggling into this. And he looked at me and he said, no, absolutely not. I I understand your frustration. I understand where you are. I'm here to support you in that. But don't dare say that you are not worthy of a challenge. And you, you're going to do this. And I remember leaving out of that room, like feeling like with a burst of energy. And not only did I leave that project, I successfully captured everything to that point with that client. I made connections with that client. I made connections with uh, the team offshore where they're like, come to India. Like, we need to show you around. Let's take you. I still have, I still communicate with them to this day. One of the individuals that was on the team, I went to her wedding. She makes trips frequently just to visit with me. So I made a long time connection in that moment. So that was a huge success for me 
because that let me know that I could believe in myself, that that, that it was all it took, that I could do anything, anything, as long as I could stand through the rain. So that was my, that was it. That was it for me. That's a great story. Yeah, that's a wonderful story. That's the, that's the true essence. So what's the best advice you've ever gotten? Someone oh, on that same project. So uh, he told that same guy, he told me, I, I mean, this project had just a full blown awakening call for me. Like after this, I went into my uh, exposure into the world of leadership just exploded after this. Uh, but he told me, and I'm actually naming my memoir um, after this, but it's, he, he took me to the side because I was angry with the client. I was really frustrated because they couldn't, because I felt that the way that they were questioning my work or how I was managing things, that they were questioning whether I was capable of doing the job. Okay. And what ends up naturally happening is that you're, you immediately get defensive. Okay. And so I was really not controlling my emotions through my emails and I wasn't controlling them through how I was speaking. So he, uh, he took me to the side and he said, I want to tell you something. And I said, yeah. And he says, perception is reality. And I was looking at him like, what, what the hell? You know, like, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> okay. And, and, and he, and, and I was looking at him like that. He goes, you know, whatever you, pers- what, whatever you're giving them, you're, you're showing them there, what you're giving them the perception of what reality is. When in reality, he says, I know what you're doing. I know the work that you're doing. You don't have to prove prove that to them. You don't have to do that. I know your work. I know your worth. Just ignore, as he said, they're worried. They're concerned and they have a right to be. But don't take everything personally, right? Because an act of kindness can sober up any, any situation and can bring calm to everyone. But you lead that emotion. You lead that emotion. And so at that point, I, I just always, and after that, I became a great communicator. Then after that, because I was like, wow, if they see that I'm worried, they become worried because I've given them the perception of reality. Right? So um, that's always something that's always been at the forefront is that, you have to lead with confidence even if you are concerned. You have to lead with confidence even if they aren't confident in you, right? You know, so that has been uh, one of the, the greatest uh, advice that I was ever given, and I still live by that to this day. So let's say you have a dream tonight. You run into a 20-year-old version of you, and you can give that young version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom that you've gained in your life up to this point. What advice would you dispense on that young version of you? I would say you'd rather stand out than fit in. I would I would definitely say that. I'd say that let that person know you are you are unique. Don't try to fit in with the crowd because you're always going to be different. You look different. You're always going to stand out. So if that is going to be the case, then make the impact. 
make it worth it. That's what I would tell tell my uh, 20-year-old self. Cool. So let me ask you this. If if we get off the phone, time machine pulls up in front of your house, you could go anywhere in the history of human civilization, and you could see one event with your own eyes. Where, where would you go? What would you love to have seen happen? Um, You know, I would probably go back to the early Egyptian times uh, when it was in its prime. Because right now... The landscape obviously has changed, so you can see that it's very um, uh, drought-heavy. But when it was in its prime, it was full, like full of life, teeming with with water, and um, it was the mecca, if you will, of 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 knowledge. And I would love to see how these people operated, um, how they built these gigantic monuments with tools that they don't have that you know they didn't have to this day um how did they come up with these great ideas right um uh, obviously i would have to like be a man but um <laughs> but i would love to be part of learning how that mind worked back then how did they come up with these great ideas of what we use today these are great theories and concepts that have shaped our world today, that has brought us into AI, if you will. How did that begin? That's what I would love to have, uh, would go back and, and look at. So of all the things that you've done, overcome and become in your life, what are you the proudest of? I think I'm the proudest of being a mother. Um, almost emotionally. <laughs> I I cannot tell you how rewarding that is um, to bring life, like to create life, like to bring that into this world. And then that person looking up to you, hanging on your every word and that incredible responsibility and accountability that, that put on you, um, and having, you know, looking for their smile, looking at them, um, you know, meeting their needs and then also raising them the same way that my parents were putting all of, all of their being into, into me. I'm doing that with my kids. And nothing gives me the greatest joy than seeing them every day happy. And, you know, I, I could, I, I could, if it, if today was the last day of my life and all I had to do was kiss my kids, that would be it for me. That's wonderful. So everyone out there has a perception of you, Crystal. Family, friends, your your listeners, everyone that's around that knows you. But ultimately, you run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? You know what? I, I'm honestly, I'm the realist, kindest and light-hearted person you will ever meet. Um, I'm constantly cracking jokes to lighten the mood. I'm a very honest individual uh, to the point where I think people just come to me with their secrets. They they come to me with, you know, asking for advice and all of these things. And I'm looking at myself and I'm like, 
what kind of vibe am I getting off that you think I would have any kind of, <laughs> you know, expert ex- experience to give you any advice on anything? But every, that's what everyone has always told me is that the, I mean, they literally say the vibe, the way I just describe myself and how I want to be, they have described me the same exact way. That is exactly how I, I see you. You are incredibly laid back, kind, and just cool, just really real. And I trust you with everything that I've ever told you. I know it's not going to go anywhere, and I know you have my back. So that's the way I look at it. I love that answer. So if anyone wants to listen to your show, reach out to you, anything about your world, where's the best place to go? If we were going to do it, because obviously we can list, we do a whole list of social media, but the one-stop shop is uh, movingwithmeaning.com. You'll have my blogs there. You'll have uh, information about my books uh, and the links to them. You'll have the life coaching services that I offer where you can contact me and book a discovery call. you also have um, uh, my YouTube channel and podcast link to get get to there. So everything's all there if you need to reach out to me, comment, or just want to hear hear me talk. <laughs> wonderful. One-stop shop. Crystal, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for your story and time. Best of luck with everything. Have a great holiday season. Thank you. You too as well. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Yeah.